Live, YouTube Live, and Twitter Live. So now all of our streams are going. So welcome everyone to the Lillardfield Pi Live broadcast for Friday this week. And we'll be looking at uh, Philippians chapter 3, verses 18 through 19, which I entitled this section of these verses, The Way of Destruction. So Paul has been, been laying out here in our previous lessons about the new life that the Philippians have as followers of Yeshua, as former pagans who embrace the God of Israel, who embrace the Messiah of Israel, and have ordered their lives according to the scriptures of Israel and the belief in the one true God of Israel. So now we continue, and now he's putting forth them what they need to avoid, the way of destruction, which it, what is what is a wrong path, what is a, a path will take them off where they should be going to become more and more and more in the Messiah. So in these two verses, we see him setting out what the way of destruction is, which was the path for them to avoid as they continue to grow in their new faith following the one God of Israel. We'll begin with a word of prayer, and then we'll get into our study for today. O Lord, you are good. We thank you and bless your holy name. You are our God. You are the one who's given us these words by your holy servant, Paul. We thank you. We bless your holy name. And we ask you, Lord, that these words will help in us help us become more and more like the Messiah as we learn to avoid the path, the way of destruction that Paul's warning here about. We thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for the Shabbat, which is soon to be coming to us. And for those of us, those of us who are in Israel, they're already in Shabbat. And we, we still await the coming of Shabbat today for those of us in the United States. We thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. We thank you for Yeshua, who is our Messiah and Lord and soon coming King. And in his holy name we pray. Amen. So today, as I said, we'll be looking at Philippians 3, 18 through 19 a section that in my commentary on Philippians I entitled The Way of Destruction. So as I said, Paul has been showing these, these Philippian believers, mostly mostly pagan, coming from pagan backgrounds, now entering into following the God of Israel, following the Messiah of Israel, and living their lives according to the teachings of the, the, the scriptures of Israel. So now, now he moves on. Now he'll give them a warning about a path to avoid. They're on the way of the Messiah. They're on the way of the God of Israel. But there is a way of destruction that they must avoid. And Paul speaks about that here. And we read in verse 18. For many I have told you about them often before. And even now I say it with tears. Live as enemies of the Messiah's execution stake. Let me read that again. For many I have told you about them often before, and even now I say with tears, live as enemies of the Messiah's execution stake. The execution stake being the Roman cross. Paul there speaks about those who neglect or even downplay the importance of the Messiah's death on the scandalous Roman stake. The most disgraceful way to die at this time was by crucifixion, the punishment for slaves and criminals. Were Gentiles, it was a scandal to die to death. 
And for Jews, it was the death for those cursed by God. I wish you read in Deuteronomy 21, verses 22 through 23. If someone has committed a capital crime and is put to death, then hung on a tree, his body is not to remain all night on the tree, and you must bury him the same day, because a person who has been hanged has been cursed by God, so you will not defile your land with Adonai your God is giving you to inherit. Paul warns against those people who rejected the shameful death that the Messiah died for them to gain salvation. Out of their aversion to Yeshua's suffering and despised death, some people would not speak about it. The embracing of the scandal of the crucified Savior, so counter to Greco-Roman thought, was an issue for the primary Gentile Messianic community. The Philippians would face opposition from those without and even within in their new faith in Yeshua, the Messiah of Israel, the Savior of the world, who died on the, on the stake, died on the Roman cross. And this was a great scandal and was, was un, unimaginable to the minds of many in the Greco-Roman world that the one you proclaim as King and Lord died the death of a slave, died the death on the Roman cross. And Paul is calling the people of Philippi and us by extension understand that it is in, in acknowledging and embracing that the Messiah died for us in this scandalous way that is part of our being connected to him for understanding that the death of the Messiah was for us and on our behalf. And his death was was scandalous. We need to embrace the scandal to understand the true meaning of what it is to be a follower of Yeshua and one who is not an enemy of the very execution stake, the very cross the Messiah gave his life on to bring full atonement for all sin. Paul warns that those who did not accept the despised death of Yeshua were rejecting the atonement offered to them. Even more were enemies of the very sacrificial death that brought them new life. Such a version of the shameful death of the Messiah could even lead them to deny the faith they once had accepted. Those who turned away from their trust in Yeshua as the Messiah and were truly living as enemies of the Messiah's execution stake, as, as ones who had rejected their, their faith in the Messiah, had once been part of the Messianic community but now they lived for themselves and not for the Messiah. There are those, those that Paul's warning about that, that were so scandalized, they were, so, they were unable to accept that the Messiah of Israel, the Savior of the world, died on the death of the Roman cross, died this, in this most horrific way, this most, most embarrassing way, most most degrading way that their aversion to the death of the Messiah in this way even caused some people to, to leave the Messianic community, to leave their faith in Yeshua. They're unable to stay within the Messianic community because of their, their avoidance, their aversion to accepting the Messiah's scandalous death for the, the death on the, on the Roman cross, the death of a slave. The king of the universe was to die on a Roman cross. Other enemies, other people in opposition here, that the people that Paul refers to as enemies of the cross of the Messiah, 
may have been less overt in their version. They have simply not been walking the example of the Messiah. So a secondary, we have, we have most of the, the most, most forward way of being an enemy of the Messiah's you state, someone who rejected rejected the, the, the scandal of the Messiah's death on the cross and actually left the Messianic faith. They left believing Yeshua because they would not be able, they could not accept a crucified Messiah. And that is the most direct people who actually abandon their faith in the Messiah, abandon their, their connection to Yeshua directly because they would not ex accept that the Messiah of Israel the savior of the world was executed on on the the Roman stake on the Roman cross for them. Another other people who could who Paul could be referencing here were less overt. They didn't actually come out straightforward and saying, "I reject Yeshua. I don't believe in him anymore. I'm going back to my pagan backgrounds." But they would be living as enemies of the Messiah's excuse, enemies of the the death of the Messiah on the cross by not living lives modeling Messiah, that they were living lives for themselves. Rather than Yeshua being Lord of their life, they and their own desires became the Lord of their life, that they may have given, given lip service to, to their Yeshua faith, but they were not in their lives modeling Messiah. They, they were rejecting the work of Messiah by not living to honor him and to honor him and follow in his pathway of humility and self-sacrifice. Paul, th throughout Philippians, especially in the Messianic hymn, emphasized the importance of model humility and self-sacrifice. Some people in the community of Philippi could have been living self-centered lives while still claiming to follow the Yeshua. Rather than outright rejection of their faith by their lifestyle, they opposed the model of the Messiah, making them enemies of the Messiah's execution state as they refused to follow the example set for them. So here Paul is speaking about the problem of, of those who are on the way of destruction by being enemies of the Messiah's execution state, enemies of the death of the Messiah on the cross for them, that they were scandalized either by, by Jews who understood the death on the cross as a as being cursed by God, or by Gentiles who saw it as, as degrading and below one who would actually be Lord and Master to die on, on, on the Roman cross. That, that those people, there were those who, who Paul warns about, who had completely rejected their Yeshua faith, completely rejected their connection to the Messiah, because they could not stand up and honor a Messiah, honor a Savior, who had died the scandalous death, and those are the most the most direct. Those are the most direct enemies of the of the Messiah's execution state. Those who completely left Yeshua faith because they would not acknowledge the death of the Messiah in a scandalous way, and that the horrific death of the one who was the Redeemer and the one who would reign and rule as we see in the Messianic hymn, is the one to which every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Yeshua is the Messiah of Israel, and he is the Lord of all. And as we see well, on, a, on, a, on a less overt way, Paul, Paul can be speaking about those who 
in their own lives or living for themselves. In essence, the Lord of their life is, is themselves and their desires, their career goals, their, their, their uh, desire for, for wealth, their desire for, for, uh, for fame that they had put in something else before the Messiah, Yeshua, and they were living as enemies of the Messiah's excuse, living as, as ones who were, were living opposed to the salvation offered by the Messiah, to the atoning death of the Messiah, because they were not living as, as ones who were following him, following Yeshua as Lord and King, and that Yeshua was not Lord in their life. Yeshua was not the, the Messiah ruling their lives, but they were they were may have continued to be part of the messianic community in Philippi, but they were living lives of self worship. They they were the gods in their lives. They were the Lord of their They are so. Okay, I guess we lost our uh, continue on for those on on Instagram. So back to reading the verse we. For some strange reason, I have disappeared off my my Facebook stream. But verse 19, we read, They are headed for destruction. Their God is the belly. They are proud of what they ought to be ashamed of since they are concerned about things of the world. Most commentators understand this verse to be related to those mentioned earlier in the chapter, or in verse two, those who that he warned against as the as the dogs, the mutilators, and the, the false teachers, who promoted not only circumcision of Gentile Yeshua followers, but also Jewish dietary laws, and in essence con converting Judaism, even going as far as as those commenters who believe that this reference to their God as the belly being referred to worshiping the kosher dietary laws. That you can see here that there's there's such a a an anti-Jewish understanding in the commentators on this book, on this chapter here, 
in the commentaries on Philippians that they that the, that the reference to God as their belly has been understood by many commentators as being a reference to these people who are so caught up with living living uh, calling the Gentiles to Jewish life that they were actually worshipped the dietary laws. However, Dr. Mark Keown in his commentary disagrees that Paul would refer to Jews as having their stomach as their God, which would contravene Paul's observance of Judaism and his respect for his fellow Jews seeking to follow the one God of Israel. So, in contrast to many commentaries that sees this reference to God as their belly being as being a reference to, in essence, worshiping the Jewish dietary laws, Keown says that that uh, it, it doesn't make sense that Paul would be be speaking negatively about about kashrut about the dietary laws because he himself would be as an observant Jew following them and. G.W. Hansen concurred with Kian that Paul was not speaking about Jews or Jewish practice when he wrote, Paul uses the term stomach to represent unbridled sensuality, whether gluttony or sexual licentiousness, for those who have no higher authority for the way they live than the dictates of their bodily appetites. Their God is their stomach, they worship their appetites. Even though serving bodily appetites leads to shameful behavior. These people take pride in their shame. They broadcast and brag about their shameful indulgence of their physical appetites. Their glory is in their shame. So looking at what we see from Keown and, and uh, Hansen, we could be seeing that this reference to God as their belly is continuing on from the previous verse. That those people who are enemies of the Messiah's execution stake had put themselves as, and their desires, as what they were worshiping. That 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 they were, they may still have been a part of the Messianic community in Philippi, but their desires were for themselves and for their own, own sensual desires to be fulfilled. In essence, their 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 God is their belly. Is that their desires, whether it be for for food or money or or fame. Or, or sexual desires was what was truly their worship was the really was the God was the fulfilling of their of their physical and sensual needs which as I said would follow on from on verse 18 we can also look at some of the Philippian and Romian pagan practices at the time interestingly when Paul first visited Philippi as recorded in Acts 16 encountered a slave girl possessed by a python spirit from her owners whom her owners used as a fortune teller to make money the same type of possession was commonly common among the priests of Sibylle, we talked about earlier as mark nanos noted divine possession for the Sibylle priests was made speaking with strange voices emanating from their bellies belly talkers or belly prophets or ventriloquists who speak or prophesy from a demon inside of themselves. This is considered synonymous with Pythonos or the Python spirit. In view of the above, their God is the belly is, is a perfect phrase for Paul to use to rebuke Philippian pagan people and practices. 
understood this way, Sisters' interpretation contrasts sharply with other commentaries that see the verse 19 as anti-Judaism, an anti-Judaism polemical passage. Paul exhorts his former pagans who embraced the Jewish Messiah not to compromise and return to the old ways of Philippian pagan religion. Paul cautions them not to adopt pagan practices may provide temporary benefits and acceptance in the community to accepting their new life within a new Jewish context as one standing outside the pagan world and waiting for the life to come in their new heavenly citizenship. So we can see here in verse 19, there's reference to their God as their belly as, 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 as one, we could see it or as, as a connection to verse 18, that, that those who were enemies of the Messiah's execution state, those who are part of the, the Philippian Messianic community who, who uh, put their own desires ahead of the Messiah and their own, own desires for, for wealth, for, for sexual pleasure, for, for, uh, for fame, for riches, whatever it was, that they had put that those desires, basically, that they were worshiping their sensual desires, their desires for for wealth and fame and 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 physical pleasure in this world, and that became the god in their lives. In essence, their god is their belly, being a reference to to the worship of their own desires, their own sensual pleasure was their true god, not the god of Israel, not the Messiah of Israel. That they were truly worshiping their own desires, in essence, worshiping themselves. And also another 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 way we can look at it is looking specifically in the Philippian context as to those of the Sibylli priests priests who would have these demonic demonic uh, voices coming out from them from their from their belly, even referred to as belly talkers, that he could be warning the people of Philippi to avoid the the attraction of the other other religious systems of Philippi, specifically here the Sibylli cult, and to stand firm for their faith in Yeshua, stand firm in their new life, walking after the God of Israel, and there is room for no other gods, no other worship except for the God of Israel. So in this we can see Paul 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 both speaking about the worship of the bellies as, as Worshiping their selves, worshiping their own desires, or a warning against the the worship of the Sibylli cult and the demonic possession that these people people pursued for the sake of having these experiences of belly talking and and prophesying. So Paul here is left led in these two verses. What I called the way of destruction, the way to avoid, a way for the people in Philippi to stay away from, to stay on the path, the way of life in Yeshua the Messiah. And we'll actually be looking at that at on Monday or next time we would get together, the way of life, where Paul now, now has, has shown them what the way of destruction is, what the way to avoid. And now Paul wants to bring them back to understanding the way of life, the way following the God of Israel, the way of following the Messiah of Israel, and living in their new life as redeemed Gentiles. So we'll be looking at that on our next time together. So that will conclude our time. 
course, I'm sorry to those on uh, on uh, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube who lost our uh, our video today for some reason. My picture went out. My uh, video camera went out on our streaming site. But we were with you on Instagram, so you you on Instagram got the whole class today. So. So I guess that's an advantage to be on Instagram. For those watching Instagram, you got the whole class today. And hopefully we'll have everything back together on Monday. So all of our streams working. But for now, we conclude our time together. Thank you for watching. For more information on Letter to Philippi, go to lettertophilippi.org. And uh, there you can ask any questions you have about us. You can read our mission statement. You can purchase a copy of my Messianic Commentary in Philippians which is the basis for this class. You can leave a prayer request. I want to be praying for you. I take those prayer requests and pray for them as they, as they come in. You can watch previous classes. We have videos of our, this is now our third time going through the book of Philippians. So you, there are videos for the, for our, the last two times we've gone through the book of, it, of Philippians are available on our website. You can make a much needed contribution to our work. You know, we are, we are dependent on you to to uh, to give to support this work to continue us bringing this message to you and to continue to build this work of building a solid messianic judaism a solid messi messianic jewish theology and biblical interpretation and you can be a person who participates in that by financially supporting our work we appreciate your prayers and we appreciate all those who are watching this, and we hope that we can help you to become more and more in the Messiah each day as you spend time with us, as we study Paul's letter to the Philippians, letter to Philippi. And as I said, you can find out more about our work at lettertophilippi.org. And uh, I will wish you all an early Shabbat Shalom. We will be entering Shabbat later today. And as I said, there are our friends in Israel are already in the Shabbat. And uh, so Shabbat Shalom, and I will see you on Monday. We were looking at verses 20 through 21 of chapter 3 of Philippians, the way of life. Paul has shown, shown the Philippians and us the way of destruction, the way of getting off the path of life. And our next time together, we'll be looking at him talking about the citizenship in heaven and the expectation of Messiah being at the end of the road, when we complete complete our road of life, the Messiah will be there. We will enter into our citizenship in heaven and enter into the new life, the everlasting life that will never end because of the atoning work of the Messiah. So Shabbat Shalom. Have a blessed Shabbat. And uh, see you on Monday as we will look at the way of life and my name is Sean Imsley. I'm the founder of, of Letter to Philippi, and I will be your teacher. So Shabbat Shalom. See you later, and thank you for watching. And Shalom for now.